Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results, the podcast that can help you become a better partner in your family and a self-propelled leader with inner certainty in your business. Now, here's your host, Ube Dockhorn. Welcome to Lift Off with Energizing Results. Let me start with an invitation for you before we dive in. This is a safe and neutral space here. The more open and honest you answer the questions that will come up to yourself, the more effective this will be for you. Sound good? Okay, here we go. Today I'm very excited to introduce you to Stefan Thieringer. How are you doing, Stefan? And where are you hanging out right now? <laughs> That's right. I'm just hanging out and uh, I'm delighted and, and honored to be here. Thank you, Uwe. Wonderful. Six-time CEO, fool, executive uh, guide, dog dad, angel investor, German from Stuttgart, residing in Boston, CEO of the Human Innovation Garage and host of the Raw Rants podcast, and which I was a guest on the show. So um, it was really fun. And we already became friends, Stefan and me. And uh, Stefan, I think your mission uh, to create impact with culture that matters is remarkable. I'm very thankful I can talk to you today again. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, it was fantastic having you there. And I think that's the big piece, right? That from the very beginning, uh, from the moment of the introduction happened, uh, really connected us. Absolutely. So uh, let's dive right in. My first question um, is, uh, who's your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge they face? You know, ideal client is uh, not really a particular category or a particular position or a particular uh, company. I think it's really, for me, the focus on the individual. And the individual is, uh, if we're talking about the ideal client, because I think a lot of times, if entrepreneurs are listening, we get caught with, oh, this is the perfect industry, or that is the perfect business. I, it's very agnostic for me. For me, it's somebody who has been, uh, as we casually say, around the block once or twice, and has had the experience to recognize that certain things are serving them well, and certain things are no longer or not serving them at all. And that means pattern behaviors, that means recognizing by the action they're taking or the reactions they're having, based also on how other people are responding to them, that they want to change particular behaviors, they want to, they're ready to kind of look at their personal operating system, as I like to call it. And we can, we can go in more detail on that. Absolutely. And in overcoming these issues, so what are common mistakes they make when trying to solve that kind of problem? So you, you, uh, I think you asked really two questions now. One is, you know, what are the mistakes they're making when they're looking to overcome it, which means they're already in the work, or what are the mistakes they're recognizing, which ultimately leads them to that? So let me give you a perfect example. Uh, CEO in a large company, international company in New Jersey, um, recognizes suddenly that somewhere there's a pattern. He hires people for his international operations, which become presidents of the division. And over the course of three years, for one particular position, he has three people quit on him. After number two, he started asking himself the question, is it me or is it them? And really being willing to reflect and say, maybe there are certain things I do that make them not wanting to stay or co-create and collaborate with me in regarding running the particular division. So that's the first answer. The second answer then is, you know, what's the, what's the, the mistakes people make? They fall back on what's comfortable. That's the easiest answer. 
because we've always done it this way. So let's just continue doing it this way. And as we're recording and we're hopefully at the exit uh, of the tunnel that we've been through with COVID and no, I don't want to say normalizing that, but obviously we understand uh, from a strength, weakness, opportunity and threat now as an individual, but also as society and as a business a little bit better, what we need to do and should not be doing. The other part and in the journey of, let's call it recovery, um, what happens for them often is they go back to comfortable spaces and get overwhelmed and do what the traditionalist does. And we see it now, and that's why I brought up the COVID context, a lot of traditionalist businesses with traditionalist mindsets and having five generations in the workforce, we need to change it. And we are in the process, I think, as a society to change it because we have kind of those both sides in regards to, uh, you put it so beautifully in our last conversation, and I've used it a couple of times in the meantime, and that's just not even 48 hours ago. There's fear and there's trust. And I think that's a big, big part of that, which plays into that role. And what, what, you're, what you're talking about is that I see more often uh, as, as we go along. So that, uh, you know, this uh, opening up that there are other uh, solutions out there. And, uh, you know, and if I understand this correctly, you know, you have this wonderful uh, ex term of uh, the human innovation garage. And so please elaborate a little bit more on Absolutely. that. I love the term, but I think that is what you mean when you bring them in Absolutely. and kind of like make a check on them, right? 100%. And, and thank you for, for pointing that out. Um, so the human innovation garage today in 2022 is 10 years old. And the inspiration really was we're humans and every human has unique qualities and every human has brilliance in, in their own way. Um, the innovation part is when we think about innovation, I think in general, even in business, we make innovation so complicated. We're looking for something new, but innovation is not about creating something new. Innovation is potentially just realigning things differently, but having the awareness that there's brilliance, there's beauty, there is something very, very unique about this individual. So that's what really innovation is in helping to rediscover or discover that individual, the brilliance, uh, the intelligence, the, the, the beauty of the human being. And then the last part, which is the garages, That's where you bring your car, right? And what they all have to get the car fixed is a lot of tools. So we have certain tools, resources that we then uh, support the individuals with uh, or even groups and teams uh, that then allows really to kind of, you know, move towards that transformation goal. And I think that's the other piece which is important um, to understand where am I going? What's my journey? Where am I traveling to? And it's not about a promise of transformation. It's more about... A commitment to myself. How do I want to show up differently? How do I want to experience life differently, business differently? And the last piece being, because we're humans and we're operating in business, I don't look at life and business exclusive on either way. I think the integration of both is really what the goal is here. And I love your, your, your definition of innovation here, and you already brought it into context with transformation. So it's really kind of like if you learn how to transform your own life in a way, then you're much more likely to be open to innovation in that regard. Yeah. Is that fair yeah. to say? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, absolutely. And I think it's something where, you know, we, we're afraid because I think uh, uh, particular, you know, our generation, failure was not sexy. Failure is not sexy. Um, but failure is the way we, if we really reflect in our life, it was an opportunity, it was a gift to learn more 
And if we accepted that gift, we show up very, very differently afterwards. But it's hard, and it's hard to, to journey through it and to acknowledge that oftentimes. Absolutely. And swallowing uh, failures is not an option, <laughs> not any longer. So, so before I ask uh, Stefan, what is one valuable free action that our audience can easily implement? Let me quickly say something here to our audience. If you're enjoying the show so far, please rate and recommend us to someone you think could benefit from the show. Thank you in advance for spreading the word. So Stefan, what is one valuable free action that our audience can implement that will have that kind of issue? Let's talk about, you know, we, we, all, uh, we all say we're reactive or we're reacting to something. And reaction is always a trigger, right? A trigger is set by an environment, by something that we may or may not be aware of that we're confronted with. And I intentionally, I'm saying confronted with. Take when you walk into your house at home and pay attention how you feel. Pay attention. Does it feel light? Does it feel heavy? Do you feel anxiety? Where does the anxiety set in? And that's an easy identifier to kind of make the differentiator. When we look at neurotransmitter, serotonin makes you feel light, easy, makes you feel good. That's a comfortable environment. It feels safe. If you're on the opposite side, if you're walking into a conference room, or you're walking into a dialogue or a meeting where you feel that anxiety falling in, which kind of comes from the chest and goes into your elbows, and you start feeling you need to defend yourself, you need to react, my invitation is before you speak, breathe three times, which essentially is almost like we. Uh, some of you listening and watching this may be familiar with box breathing which really a, not only reduces anxiety, but it also allows you to really kind of reflect and not just react, but to intentionally respond. And being able to kind of pattern interrupt. So really the, the whole purpose here is pattern interruption of what has worked maybe for you in the past, but probably not. And to be able to say, I'm going to stop for a moment. I'm going to reflect. I'm going to hold my breath, but also the words the action I was about to take can make a huge difference in the way people interact with you and the way you interact with people. Very, very simple. And it sounds like almost like nothing, but it has such a significant difference uh, in the way people are perceived and the way people are perceiving even their own interactions with others, because it's not as, it's not as stressful. No, it's, it's very powerful on the other side. So I might add that, uh, you know, the breathing helps you to connect with the present right now That's and right. the room that you're in. So that is why you do that. So you have this uh, also, you see this in emergency uh, cases. So if there, you know, when the fire brigade is coming and so, and how, do, how to deal with a person who is in shock or so, they do the same. And this is kind of like, it's not, you know, it's kind of like a mini shock. And this is kind of like really the, the tools to, to ground you, to make you function again in, uh, in, in that very moment. So it's very, very powerful. And uh, thank you for sharing uh, this uh, wonderful insight here. And in addition to that, so I want to give you the platform also to share where folks can find you. And, you know, if you have, what is one valuable free resource that you can direct people to that might help also in a broader sense? Yep. So uh, easiest way to find me is uh, humaninnovationgarage.com, as we just talked about it. So humaninnovation, double N, garage, like where you park your car, dot com. Uh, another site you'll find on there, which will branch off, is theculturemaker.com. 
Uh, and we have some free resources. You'll literally find it on the website, free resources. Uh, and one of the ones is a self-awareness checklist for leaders. Um, and you don't have to be, you know, a leader. There's designated leader and undesignated leaders. Um, so I think we're very casual these days of saying, oh, he's a great leader or she's a great leader, um, when they would probably deserve rather the title of manager. But whatever space you're in, wherever you're at, uh, I think that's a great, mostly to focus on the self-awareness checklist. So uh, humaninnovationgarage.com, click on resources, and you'll find two, three resources. One of them I recommend uh, is the PDF you can download onto your own machine, which is the self-awareness checklist. I can totally attest to that. I checked them all out. <laughs> so there are a couple of them and they're very, very valuable. So thank you for sharing, thank you. Stefan. Wonderful. So what's the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? Well, that's a that's a that's an interesting question, right? Self aware self awareness. Um, you know, I think my own journey, um, you know, what was kind of for me the pivotal moments where, where I made some changes and where I had to self reflect in unpleasant, difficult ways. But you have to fight that battle yourself in order to really get to a space where where you're where you're at. Um, and and I think for me, my most pivotal moment was two years ago, or two and a half years ago, almost now. Uh, in the beginning of 2020, in February, I had a heart attack, and I was you know the guy who was healthy. I was the guy who played soccer. I did everything and walked from one meeting to the other, and suddenly life stopped. And um, I'm immensely grateful for that. People say to me, oh, my God, you had a heart attack. I'm so sorry for you. Frankly, um, in retrospect, that was the best thing that happened. I think I shared it with you before. Um, my heart surgeon the next day after the surgery said at MGH, you would have gone to a dentist and Novocaine would have put you to sleep and they wouldn't have known what happened to you. But what that really triggered for me is a couple of things. Uh, the first thing is it really allowed me to... Um, evaluate and really be critical about the relationships I'm maintaining and the choices I'm making, how I maintain relationships. That's on an intimate level, on a personal level, that's on a friendship level, and that's on a business level for that matter. And what that also then really did for me is um, a mutual friend of mine, and I quote that book a lot, he wrote a book called Moments. Uh, a mutual friend of ours uh, wrote the book called Moments. And that is really what it is, right? Life is kind of this, these various beats put together, uh, which are moments. And if we're not really, and we talked about presence earlier, to bring yourself into the present moment in breathing and not worrying about what's next or what am I going to do next to be impressive or compete or whatever it may be, that piece in the context also with surrender, the way my day that evening went um, when I was first brought by EMT to the hospital, letting go and just being trusting, right? The big word is trust here, trusting that whatever happens is not just for a reason, but it will be okay. That lesson, letting go, not trying to control everything. Um, that probably for me was the most pivotal piece. So my invitation, and, and you asked the question is to people, uh, you know, control is an illusion. Um, I think flow is and not in the state of flow state, but letting go, surrender, allowing for things to be um, is probably one of the biggest lessons that I took away from that. And, and I would extend it to everybody listening, watching and, and, and really applying that in maybe small steps initially, but as you start getting comfortable with that, 
to let that really just, you know, sink in. Thank you for sharing your um, personal story and uh, what happened to you, Stefan. And it's uh, very powerful, these stories where we uh, meet, you know, the, the pivotal moment in our lives to uh, change and to yeah. Yeah. be more aware, be more conscious about yeah. and, uh, you know, what we do and how we do things and yeah. about ourselves. Yeah. So very powerful. So that brings us also into you know, more uh, close proximity to my final question, which is a personal one. And it is, when was the last time you experienced goosebumps with your family and why? Um, you know, it's interesting. So my, I have a daughter and she's turning two weeks from now. She's turning 30, believe it or not. It's like talk about, you know, pivotal moments in life. Also in the context of reflection. And for me, um, I had this goosebump with her. We were sitting um, together and we were talking about her travel, her journeys, but also reflecting on my birthday, which was just in June, um, on kind of the journey we traveled over the last two years together because of the, we uh, having the heart attack and, and, and other things. Um, and that to me was probably, if I recall one moment where I was like, oh my God, this is my daughter who... Uh, was so strong, but also she's, you know, it's like as kids will always be kids. doesn't matter how old we are. Um, but at the same time, we have this incredible relationship, which I'm so grateful for. And being able to sit there and talk about this. I mean, just now I'm kind of getting, I can feel my, my, my arm hair already standing up a little bit. Uh, it's so powerful. Um, and that goes back to also what I said earlier being in the moment, acknowledging that and not worrying about at that moment, you know, uh, that the mobile phone may go off or an email comes in or whatever else it is. Um, the presence there and, and being grateful for that. That to me was probably to that question you just asked me, one of those moments where I'm going, wow, that was, that was amazing. Very, very moving. Thank you for sharing uh, for this beautiful goosebumps moment, having the shivers on um, <laughs> me too right now. So that's uh, always a good sign. And uh, thank you for sharing. So Thank you for allowing me to share. Absolutely. Thank you, Stefan, for our conversation. It was a pleasure talking to you and I appreciate very much the knowledge and insights you share with us today. Uvi, thank you for having me. Um, and, uh, you know, complimented by the fact that you had me as a guest. <laughs> Thank you so much. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening and as always, energizing results to you and your loved ones. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on Apple Podcast, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at uve.corn.com.